in show proper talk, are you guys joining the crowds, the hordes of iOS users who are customizing <laughs> their app icons? I am certainly not. <laughs> I am also not. Nope. Uh, I am yeah. fascinated by this trend, though. I actually find a. I find it. I delightful. feel like I went through that phase already. You know, I mean, I like with Kaleidoscope um, back in the 90s, I did a lot of that and I think I got it out of my system. You experimented a lot in the 90s. Is that what you're saying, John? I got, I got it out. Yeah, I was young and I was experimenting and I got it out of my system. I, I don't think it's something I want to do at all, but I love that that because I agree with you, John, like I spent that time, you know, tweaking my Mac settings and all of that back in the day. And I love that it's still a thing. Like, I love that rite of passage of oh, I can customize everything about my system. And then like after a yeah. while, you're like, this is a lot of work. And it sometimes it doesn't look better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I am incredibly impressed with all the stuff that people have showed off um, between that and like the widget Smith stuff they're using um, underscore David Smith's. Yeah, um, yeah. app to yeah. do all this stuff it's it's kind of bananas and i i just i love that people are that excited about it it's pretty what's great. interesting to me about people using shortcuts to customize app icons is that they could already do this in ios 13 yes but it got popular now uh and certainly i still know mac users today and here i'm thinking of my mother who change all of their mac icons and that's a thing that you can and have always pretty much been able to do on the mac but I think for most of us, we stopped doing that because it's helpful to see the apps icon and to, you know, distinguish what's what. Not that you can't do the custom icon too, but while I appreciate that you can sort of do this in iOS right now, the fact that like now I can't badge the icon properly <laughs> or that you're like making an extra hop to launch all of your apps, the fact that it's very hacky to do right now mm -hmm. doesn't help. And honestly, even if it were built in, I, I don't think I would do it. I, I like that apps, many apps, not all, obviously, but I like that many apps let you choose different icons for them. Like, I'm, I'm curious, actually. Let's do a quick rebound host survey. Which pcalc icon do you use? Oh, question. <laughs> I'm going to look now. Uh, Moltz is like, I'm more I, of a built-in calculator guy. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think, but I, I don't think I've ever changed it. In, I mean, I... I'm assuming I, I, I did change the interface, but I didn't change the icon, I don't think. Uh, or does it I, do that? Does the changing the interface color change the no, icon? No, no, it's separate. Okay. A, you might have to tip to do that. And if you've never tipped, then I want to make sure James Thompson is hearing this. <laughs> I am apparently using one called uh, Baker. I did pay for oh, the app. <laughs> I like Baker. I use Unicorn, which is not too dissimilar. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got more of a gradient thing going on, though. Yeah. If I want to give James Thompson a tip, I'll just I'll just text him. <laughs> Don't grow up like me, kid. Don't smoke. <laughs> I was going to ask if you guys had um, custom icons. So the one thing I still put a custom icon on is my... Uh, first of all, do you use icons on your desktop on your Mac? Like your hard drive and stuff or your computer? Or like do you have custom ones? Well, no. first of all, do you use any icon? Like, because for a while, yes. it was the default was nothing, right? Like they turned oh, off... I turned that shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have that yeah, one. No. But yeah. I, do Show use, me my stuff. I do use... I do use If the drive's not... If I can't see the drive, I don't know that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, object permanence is never one of your strong suits. I'm like a, I'm like a big baby. <laughs> I don't have object permanence yet. You are like a big baby. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you. I just I know. Just I thought I'd get that out there before one of you did. Oh, you actually failed. Dan said it. You just didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's totally, also true. Jesus. Okay. The one thing I do is I dig into the in the library in the system. They have all the icons for the actual Macs. So I always change my like Macintosh HD 
to have the icon of whatever Mac it is. I just think it looks better. Mm. Instead of the like okay. silver hard drive thing, which is not even accurate because it's an <laughs> SSD. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I didn't think about it's that. It's still amusing to me that we've standardized as a world on um, a floppy disk icon as the thing that means save. Yep. save. And my kids have no idea what it means. I don't have a better image for save. Well, I guess it's like there's, there's I don't think there's another good alternative, right? There's not an obvious alternative. I think it could be a really good picture. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yep. <laughs> don't I don't think so. No, okay. I, don't think, I think that's hard to do iconically. Uh, closest yeah. I've seen. I mean, first of all, why do you have a save button in 2020? Oof. Oof, bring wow. in the heat. Not unlike Somebody a picture. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, that's my fastball, guys. Somebody is in the pocket of big auto save. <laughs> <laughs> They have saved my bacon. Do you think, I mean, you, I mean, I get, I mean, I like autosave, right? I mean, I've always wanted, back compared to the days when you didn't have it and you had to save something or you'd lose it because the computer but would crash. But kids today don't understand the value of saving their files. It's obviously, that's obviously an improvement, but the whole thing of like uh, having to duplicate a document in order to. I mean, that whole that whole thing, I don't think I'm necessarily convinced that that's better. I won't say that workflow is better. I agree. I agree with you about that. But it's I, I certainly not having to think I was just having this conversation with someone in a Slack today because they were saying that they were working on a project in iMovie and they kept looking for the save button and like could not find it. And it was driving them crazy. <laughs> and yeah, I, you know, well, I've, I've also been working in iMovie recently. And it's driving me crazy for totally different reasons. Um, yeah. but it's uh, yeah, there is no save. It's just like it's like a, it's like on iOS, right? Where it's just like. Yeah, you leave the app, you come back, your stuff's still there. I had a crash. I opened it up again. All my stuff was still there pretty much. I think that actually this is one strange area where, or one area where strangely Google does it better Uh, because you can't be in one of Google's editors without it telling you constantly, like, I I just saved. I just saved. I last saved seconds ago. (laughs) And like, that's reassuring to constantly see here's when this was last saved because i think that there are generations of us who will never believe that the thing is saved if you can tell it to no you got to hit a command s three or four times in a row just really rapidly of course and i still do (laughs) and i will not stop it but like sometimes like i I used um final cut for uh a lengthy project for a couple weeks and you can't save there and like it just has default projects and like it defaults to naming the projects untitled and so i really had no idea what was happening yeah. and what was saved there so i movie does that yeah. too where it's like every project is called my movie and then it just starts yeah. numbering them and i'm oh, like yeah. i, I right. know i can change this but i'm too lazy to figure out how <laughs> <laughs> can i complain? so i want to complain about iMovie briefly because this is one of the things on my list of things to complain oh, about today is this iMovie complaints oh, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. thanks thanks for the music I think it's trash. <laughs> That's the complaint. Thanks for tuning in. There <laughs> oh, we go. Here's my Join problem us next with iMovie. This was, I mean, stemming from the fact when they redesigned it all those years ago, and they redesigned it subsequently to that too. But what I don't like about it is I'm very used to a video editor having a sort of representative timeline, right? Like in Logic or GarageBand, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is a minute's worth of stuff, and you can tell how long it is, and then you can see how long the clips are. The problem on iMovie. Uh, is that once you start trimming clips, it it has a minimum size for them. So oh. if you have a bunch strung together, and I'll send you the uh, the screenshot I made when I was complaining about this in Slack this morning. There are so I have like two clips, and one of them I've cut into a, like a bunch of little segments, and then one I didn't cut at all. And if you looked at these two things representatively, you would think, "Wow, that one with all the little clips in it is so much longer than the one, and it, the one that doesn't have any like it's just one clip." 
Uh, and it's like th- those two clips, what I just sent you was like 20 clips and then one clip. They're the exact same length, exact same length. <laughs> they're both about two minutes and 20 seconds long. But if you looked at them, you would think, wow, that other one is super long. And that other one is really short. And it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> if you zoom in, it starts to be more like it actually shows you relative lengths better. But I can't zoom out and see the whole project and have any gauge on how long is this project very without this dragging the, the timeline around. This is on the Mac. It's that's very dumb. Annoying. It feels to me like maybe you're doing something wrong. <laughs> this so this is the yeah I feel like or something freaky is going on because this, so this is your whole project view that I'm looking at right no, here. No, no, that's just two clips. Okay. Are you saying these two clips, the one that's bordered in red and the one that's bordered in pink, are the same length? Yep. Okay. That does, see my the, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, have you cut up a clip into about like ten different sections? Like, if I again, if I zoom in, oh, I, so you you cut up like a I'm clip all the way zoomed out on the timeline. If I zoom into in, ten different sections. Yeah, because I'm just oh, doing. Oh, I see what you. If I see you what zoom you know. in, it shows you the relative lengths more, but well, at the like farthest out zoom on the timeline, because it wants to show you a thumbnail. Yeah. It's always making it at least the size of the thumbnail, which is dumb. What are the sections? I guess I haven't used sections. Yeah, have you used... What do you mean, what, do you, what are the sections? Well, so those are separate clips, though, aren't they? They are now... I mean, so they started as two clips. Yeah. And then one, I chopped a bunch of little things out of it. And, that one has a bunch of cuts in it now. Yeah, But it's showing exactly. all the cuts as being the same length and yes. as the same length as the next clip. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay, right. Okay, I, I so, think but I mean, it has to, it has to show them separately because otherwise you're not going to know that they're separate chunks right but it should show dan's feelings that should show some of these as slivers versus his yeah can't you recombine them uh i have no idea i don't actually don't i actually don't know the answer i don't think you can either i'm team dan on this one that this is dumb i will say like i think the final cut does this better but i genuinely believe and i don't think this is old man yells at cloud style complaining but i genuinely believe that apple has made its video timeline editing apps worse over time as it has tried to abstract so what video editing yeah. is yeah. in ways that I don't think make sense. Right. Uh, I absolutely, I really like Final Cut. I have used it, you know, yeah. for, there was a time when I used it every day for my job years and years ago. Um, and now, you know, when I have to use it on intermittent occasions, I find it still useful and good. But the way it approaches, like just taking video from your library and then putting it into your timeline is so weird. Yeah. And the way it handles things is just weirder than it used to be. And I don't get it. Yes, it's improved I, uh, for no good reason. Well, what, yeah. what is partially frustrating about this as well is that there isn't, again, like if you're using, I think even Final Cut has this, right? Like it shows you a timeline with like demarcations by second, right? Like little hash marks, like a timeline. <laughs> iMovie doesn't have that. Like it shows you a, a time. Yeah. If you are looking at the top, um, like it shows you where you are versus the f- total length of something, but it's not demarcated on the actual timeline. And I find that bananas, especially coming from something like Logic, which I use all the time, which is very clear about how long <laughs> clips are. I don't agree that Dan uses Logic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would use Final Cut Pro for this if it weren't for the fact that it's a you know 20 minute birthday, birthday video for someone in my family and I'm not spending like $300 on that. <laughs> but did you do the Final Cut free trial yet? I haven't because now, well, first of all, here's my question. Can Final Cut open iMovie projects? Because I'm strongly yes. considering that. Yes. Okay. Yes. I may I may download the trial then just to see if I like, <laughs> like my blood pressure can't take it, guys. <laughs> a fun thing that I had with the Final Cut trial, I think I'm still in a Final Cut trial now, but a fun thing I have with it is that it crashes the first time I launch it every time <laughs> and then launches successfully the second time every time. 
I don't I have been having a tremendous number of iMovie crashes. Like, and I think it's just the amount of free RAM because if I close or and I have no idea what it is because, but if I close a whole bunch of other a- applications and I don't have a huge amount of RAM on this computer, but still it shouldn't just like it gets, it opens and then it crashes. Yeah. I will say, John, and, I, I've been surprised at how bad yeah. the performance has been in some places when I've been using this. Like I'm on a, you know, a 5k iMac from 2017 and I had yeah. a couple days where it's just beach balling constantly. I'm like, these are not 4k clips. They're not super long. Like this is pretty basic as far as stuff I should be able to do. This computer should be able to handle this. And I've got like, you know, 24 gigs of RAM or something like it's not like a paltry amount yeah. either. It seems like it should do a lot better. And I kind of feel like, I mean, I kind of feel like Apple forgot about iMovie a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. and I understand that, right? Like everybody who's doing video stuff these days, it feels like is doing like, oh, TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And they're, they're making on their iPhone, <laughs> right. right? Like they're not using their yeah. Mac to do video editing. And if they are, they're professionals using like Final Cut Pro or something. So I feel like iMovie on the Mac, at least, has kind of gotten left behind what do you i'm also curious what do you use it for that you're using it that frequently i I had the same question (laughs) what the hell are you editing do you do you know the answer to this no you should know the answer to this i'm making ted lasso gifts (laughs) wait you're using imovie for this i use imovie Uh, to uh, to do some of the the trimming and then add the words in wow wow where why are you using gift capturing how are you capturing the video I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that answer. That's a smart answer. I do pay for the show. I'll say that. <laughs> have, you, oh, God. have you used a gift brewery, John? I, um, I, well, gift brewery is now owned by Facebook, right? No, I don't think so. Is it? Oh are, my God. are you sure? <laughs> one of them, one of them is, and I can't remember which one, and maybe it's not that one. So, uh, if, no, if they're owned not, by, they're owned by Giffy Cat. Okay. Okay. So then it's, it's but the who other owns one. Giffy Cat, Dan. Oh no. It's... I don't know which one the, <laughs> Giffy Cat all the way down. I actually don't know um, Giffy Cat. Now you're going to make me look. I have, no, I've been using um, uh, Gifsky, which okay. is just a drag and drop thing. But yeah. it, um, I forget why. I was using I'm good Gif- friends with brewery, the Gifsky family. Um, and I don't remember why I stopped. <laughs> I, I like Gift Brewery a lot. It's actually a really solid app. Uh, and, it, you know, they got, they did buy, yeah, Giffy Cat did buy them up. But um, they are still pretty No, good no, no, no. Their... Gift Brewery, copyright. 2014 Facebook Inc. All rights reserved. What? Dan, you just got told. That doesn't make sense. That's in the about box. All right. Um, double check. <laughs> I just trust you, right. I don't have to. The version check. I'm using says copyright 2019. <laughs> well, by I'm, just, I'm just reading things. <laughs> Wait, which version are you using? I don't know. It might be. It's probably an old one, but. Um... Yeah, because mine says copyright 2019 Giffy Cat. So. Well, okay. Well, we will table this discussion. I'm retelling um, you. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, but scroll down. You scroll down. In the, in the, whoever it is who's waving. Well, Facebook bought Giphy. I don't know what else they bought, but I know they own Giphy. Thanks to, I think they, do they buy something? Do they use some technology that was from Facebook? I don't know. Yeah. They used a technology that was from Facebook, it looks like. Well, I don't like that either. (laughs) Yeah. There's no good can come of that. Honestly. Um, Every once in a while, people ask me if I miss being on Facebook, and the answer is a resounding no. Oh, maybe that's that image. Yeah, that yeah, I that's probably what it is. Although I don't think I don't they own, mind. I don't think they own anything of this app. I think they may have just okay. borrowed something, or you had, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, this okay. has been fascinating. I'm sure it really has. <laughs> the only ways that Facebook ever comes up for me in conversation is is when my parents try to guilt me. They're like, as you would see if you were still on Facebook. <laughs> uh, before we go too much further, I would like to address some questions from Rebound Prime listeners, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, remember, if you're not yet a member of Rebound Prime, it's cheap. As little as $5 a month or $50 a year, you can go to prime.reboundcast.com to learn more. You get bootlegs and bonus episodes pretty much every single week and the ability to submit questions that we'll answer here on the show. Ruben asks, <laughs> Ruben asks, if Trump gets reelected, which country would you move to and why? You are welcome to Norway, <laughs> winky emoji. Uh, or sorry, winky emoticon. I will tell you in full seriousness that uh, I, we've had multiple discussions about it. If you were to get reelected, the first country that we looked at pretty seriously was Portugal, mm. uh, where you can get citizenship somewhat easily. But uh, it does look like it's pretty tough to get work there if you don't speak the language, and I super don't speak the language. Like, I could work there, but we, we've been talking to other local friends of ours who were considering doing the same thing, and nobody else could work. <laughs> so that's probably not the it's, it's a lovely country, I will say. I've been there. It is yeah. beautiful. Oh, agreed. 100% agreed. Uh, and so now I've we've actually done here in the Friedman family non-bullshit research into uh, work visas in Canada and what places are and are not affordable in Canada. Uh, Vancouver, not affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Kitchener, Ontario, affordable. So Kamloops, I, I bet Kamloops is affordable. That's where even uh, that you could you could all pack into Guy English's apartment. That's an option. <laughs> We're considering it's on the table. <laughs> I don't know that you know what I just bought a house. You so just bought a house. Me, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. But I do think if I had to have my pick, I don't know. It's, the trouble is, like, there's so many other places where I would go. I was like, well, it's better, but it's not like I'd love to go live in Scotland. I would pack into James Thompson's apartment, um, but I'm not sure the UK is much better off right now. Uh, what if Scotland secedes? Right? Scotland, yeah. yeah. If Scotland secedes, I am. I am there. I am signing up. Uh, Ireland also very nice. Uh, I would definitely consider that. But the problem is I don't have any of those like nice deals for like getting the uh, citizenship or another passport or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't like Lex, that, so. do you, like, I don't know if this is getting down too deep down the rabbit hole, but Lex, can you get an Israeli passport? Yeah, probably. I'm just, I'm just not going there. Like, yeah. That's not on my list. Yeah. They have the same political problems we do. Yeah, I was going to say. Slightly I, better, right, but no, yeah, it doesn't seem like much of an improvement. Yeah, I, uh, I, that's the only one I feel like I might have a shot at, and I, that's not particularly high on my list either. Scandinavian countries sound really nice. I would definitely, oh, I like Finland. Sure. Yeah, uh, I liked Norway. I haven't well, been to Norway. Norway's on the top of my list right now. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. <laughs> You're as gonna of, say with as Ruben? of as of like five minutes ago. I hear great things about Denmark and uh, uh, Netherlands and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of good places I would go. Any other answers from you, Mister Moltz? I mean, not really. I, I haven't done any research. I mean, the place that I would love, you know, a place, a place that I would love to go is a place that apparently believes in science, and that is New Zealand. But I don't think. Oh yeah, that. that'd be nice. Yeah, really tough to get there right now. Really tough. Yeah, but once yeah. you're there, just stay there. But <laughs> just sit, just not leave, just squat. <laughs> I will say, and listen, you hear people say this with pretty much every election, I think, but we decided that we wanted to be prepared and not start our research project after a horrifying re-election. So, so we're, we're trying to be prepared now so that we could just do the thing. The hardest part for me is exactly Dan's problem, which is what do I do with my existing house? Because I don't want to get rid of it because I'd like to come back someday, maybe. So I think I'd have to rent it out, and that's scary. Kind of not unrelatedly, David asks, Dan, can I have all of your surplus USB power plugs? We're moving <laughs> to America from the UK next year. Yes, I know. That's in all capitals with many exclamation points. Wait, can we, our... can we trade? Can we do some sort yeah, of exchange? Really, yeah. <laughs> do you want to just do it? I'm not, again, like not necessarily an improvement either way. None of our safe and superior three pin mains plugs will fit your silly little death trap sockets. I think that's a lot of electricity heat, but whatever. It's good to know that Apple are unlikely to be supplying us with these vital accessories either. I'll ping you our address when we arrive. Okay. Cheers. So Dan, can he have can David have your surplus USB power plugs? 
I should see in this bin here of old electronics if there's a bunch that I was getting rid of. Because if I am, yeah, totally. I'll send them to you. <laughs> I literally can't get rid of them. <laughs> and then before we get back to the, the mains show, as David would say in the UK, oh, I also no. want to point out that this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by our dear old friends at Indochino. Finding clothes that fit you just right can be incredibly challenging. It's particularly frustrating when you're between sizes in an item of clothing. That's why I love it when I find something that fits just right. Indochino suits are great for weddings and work, and they even offer casual options like shirts, coats, and chinos. Um, you know, I don't know the next time I'll go to a formal occasion. I know that it will happen again at some point where I will attend a thing in person, and I will wear my Indochino suit then. But I was thinking of, and I've been thinking about this for a while, should uh, the right things happen in November and sometime after Election Day when they've counted all the ballots, uh, they tell us that Joe Biden has won. Uh, I do intend to host an outdoor socially distant party and I will gladly don my Indochino suit there. I will gladly go to formal wear because we're going to be outside. It's going to be cold anyway. You're not going to want to be in a t-shirt. So there you go. Both Dan and I have done the Indochino experience. I did, uh, you know, you can put a monogram on there. And since my name is only three letters, I just went with Lex instead of my initials. Because um, my first initial is A, and nobody thinks of me that way. Uh, and the great thing about uh, getting clothes that's uh, customized to you is that they just fit right. With Indochino, you get custom-fitted suits, coats, and casual wear at surprisingly affordable prices. You can customize everything, from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and monogram. And since your order is made to your exact measurement, it always fits you perfectly. If you're getting married, they're no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Don't do off-the-rack suits that don't fit different body types. Indochino gives everyone a tailored fit. Order with ease. It ships for free no matter where you live. And with all the ways to customize, you can add a personal touch everyone will be proud to wear without emptying their pockets. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $299 with all customizations included. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter code REBOUND to check out. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of The Rebound and no one else in podcasting. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Dan tweeted during that ad read. Oh, you read nerd. Twitter during the ad read, apparently. <laughs> no, I got a notification. Oh, okay. You tagged and, me. Then you, and then you read about it. <laughs> wow. What year is it? You're getting you're getting tweet notifications. Uh, yeah, yeah. What year is it? We're not popular like you, John, <laughs> or super unpopular. I'm answering a, a technology related question for someone who is hopefully a rebound Prime subscriber. Yeah, TJ, you better be. I, I I had two two questions for you guys. Two it up. Um, one is an issue I touched upon last week, Lex, which we uh, we tabled until this week, and that was family sharing and talking about whether it works the way that I want it to work or not. And it's always ex- about you, Dan. Exactly how it works. Well, this is less about me than it is about my wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, because she's currently on a family sharing plan that her like with her parents. And one of her frustrations with it is that she has trouble when she's buying apps because like it pops up like her dad's like credit card info and wants like the C V V and she's like, I don't want to be texting him for the C V V. What the hell? And I was like, Yeah, that's how she considered memorizing his C V V. I don't, yes, probably, but, and so I guess she also just, I think, feels, like, resents the idea of not being able to just buy her own stuff, and I know that purchasing is, like, an option, like, you yes. don't have to activate that, mm-hmm. you can have separate people purchasing it, is that is that correct? That's Well, has she considered, um, now that she's married to you, that she could start a new family on her phone? and be in a family with you instead, and link her own credit card? Well, that's the question, see, that's my question, is... 
if we started a family sharing account, would like, you know, generally there's one person. If you activate the purchase sharing, one person runs the, like, everything's charged to that one person's card, right? Mm-hmm. And that yes. one person's account. So even yes, if you, that's called purchase sharing. Right. And you can choose whether, uh, what the shared payment method is and whether to share purchases with the family. But as far as I know, you can only have a one. single shared payment. Yeah. Method. This is one of my long running frustrations with the, like all of Apple's purchase stuff is I would like to be able to have multiple payment methods because sometimes I buy stuff for work and sometimes I buy stuff for me. And it would be nice if I could separate those to my work and personal credit cards. But Apple doesn't want you to do that. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, this still may be a better setup. And in the long term, I think because there are more, more and more things like, you know, most of the stuff that we use around the house is logged into my iCloud account slash iTunes account, right? Like if we have, you know, uh, you know, movies that we rent on the Apple TV, it's linked to my account. Uh, and so I think her, her biggest sort of frustration and worry is that like, if I'm not around, she has to like call me or get the password or find like write the password down or something. And having to manage that along with like, well, I can give you my password, but like, then it gives you access to all my other crap too. Uh, just feels like, is there a better way of doing this? I don't believe that Lauren is prompted for my yeah. CV. No, Karen, Karen is not. buy stuff. Yeah. So I think that what's happening is, is unless that- your card is like expired or something, presumably. No, I don't think she, I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, if you have to put it in because it's brand new, then possibly. But I think that one of the issues could be what her role is. Like, if they still literally have her as, you know, child, a kid of theirs, ah. um, that maybe that's what's happening here. Like, if they can make her an adult, an adult. <laughs> that might happen. I appreciate or, your very delicate wording in all of these situations. No, it's, it's, literally, it's literally what it's called in the app. Um, uh, but it, there, it looks to me like the two roles that she could have are adult or parent slash guardian, and it might be worth choosing parent slash guardian for her if she stays on her parents account, because maybe then if, if you're allowed to have three guardians, maybe then you get more rights than if you're merely an adult. Interesting. So that's my Okay. Advice. So the, wait, so there are three, so parent, guardian, well, adult, and child, no, there I, are three roles I think, or just two? I don't think she could be a child because it knows her age. So okay. I don't think she even has child as an option. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, so the reason that this came up in terms of trying to figure out whether I might move to a family plan is I was looking at the bundle stuff again uh, and trying to figure out, well, like, oh well, the the music sharing music, like moving up to the family version of the like Apple One bundle might make sense because then we could both have Apple Music on the same, you know, like setup yeah. and all that. Save us some money. Uh, also, I mean, honestly, it could be interesting, and I, I, this is not a, a joke at all. I can't do it because I'm already five people and families on Apple max out at six, but you guys could all be one happy family. Honestly, with your parents, her parents, and you guys. Well, yeah, but that, the, 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 <laughs> well, for a while. I, I mean, don't want my <laughs> app TikTok, Dan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they just bought a house, you know oh, what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> Dan, I have your mom on the line. <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about serious technology issues <laughs> she wants to know when she's going to get some grandchildren well that's I all i mean order them off amazon like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> i thought you get those on wayfair um it's a deep cut that one <laughs> too deep yeah so i don't know how you did um <laughs> Can how how does she leave the family though? You, you can. Know, it's an option. I, I was looking, doing some research. Yeah, it looks but like I wonder what it. it does to your purchases. And I mean, do you get? To That's keep the problem. Them? Is you lose? No, you lose everything. You lose everything, <laughs> even if you got it with your own account, which is yeah, 
insane. It is insane. Right. Like this system right. seems like, and I, and I will point that out to you. I had co-wrote a book about like the Apple connected family. I don't know how any of this shit works. <laughs> uh, I, I think I feel like you never know till you try. Yeah, the problem. That's right. Family sharing seems like another one of those features that Apple like, you know, put into place and we're like, well, that was a good day's work. You know, we dusted their hands off, walked away, and have not really touched it in several years. Hang on. I, I do want to point out that Dan is wrong. Oh, I, am I? On Apple's Great. Website. Do it. If if your family shares iTunes, Apple Books, and App Store purchases, you immediately stop sharing your purchases and lose access to the purchases made by your other family members. You oh, so it's whoever purchases. initiated the purchase. Yeah, gets exactly. To keep it. You keep any purchases okay. you initiated while part of the family group. It definitely would screw everybody if we've well, all been sense. using the same paid app. Because you know, well, yeah, I mean, it is a pain, but yeah. um, but that's probably the most sensible way to do it, right? Well, yeah. that's weird because I saw, exactly. I swear I I saw something earlier today that was said the opposite, and now I'm double checking because I can't. There was something where it's like you might lose, uh, you know, stuff even to purchases you initiated. But yeah, I don't know. That makes sense because like otherwise, it does seem bananas. Yeah. And it's like, I definitely think that having family sharing on for my family is the right move now. And I'm thinking about like, oh, geez, what'll happen when Anya's old enough and she's going to have her own Apple ID? And honestly, there's two answers to that question. One is, I think it'll be, and I mean this in no mocking way, like it'll probably be a lot like uh, your wife's situation. I don't know if you say her name on the show or not, Uh, but where I can imagine, you know, my, most of my siblings-in-law are still on their parents' cell phone account because they had a family plan and they're like, yeah, just keep keep it. And so it basically means that my in-laws pay for their kids' cell phone accounts except for Lawrence, which I find horrendously unfair, but whatever. That'd be nice. Um, (laughs) But the... If you want to pay for Lawrence, you can, Walt. It's fine. Uh, but no, the, not really. But like, I imagine that you know, in some cases, you just keep the kid on the family sharing. But then at some point, and she's like, you know what? I could just do this on my own now with my spouse or whatever situation. Then that's where it changes. And I'm sure that there's like a week or two of just pure annoyance. Like, right. I don't know if the apps vanish from your phone or if they're still there, but you tap on them. It's like, nope, you have to reinstall this now under your own account. You got to download there's some other, there's some other like random stuff. I don't know how that, I'll have to look about how that works with the leaving thing with like, you know, your shared calendar. Yep. And the break. Photo album and all of that. Like all of a sudden those are it's gone. Funny. Those don't stress me as much because like once she's there, I don't need her on my calendar anymore. Like if she's on her own in theory, right. but like, if she's built all these custom Apple Music playlists and then she has to have yeah. her own Apple Music account, is all that effort gone? It's like, it's it's not a disaster, but it also sucks. Yeah. So I, I mean, a- Apple ID yeah. management in general is one of Apple's sticking points, right? Because I see lots of people who are like, well, I had separate accounts and there's no way to merge them. Or like I had, you know, apps that I've been, I've downloaded apps from like different accounts on my phone and it prompts me for different passwords. Like it's just, it's not tip- terribly robust in the way that they've designed it. And I understand yeah. what, like, they have, like, this is a very Apple thing, right? Like, they have their ideal use case and, like, how they've patterned it out. Like, you sh- this is what you should do if you're correctly setting everything up. And it's like, people are messy and don't always do it the right way. And it's annoying because their system isn't just, it isn't very flexible. But, yeah, I, I so the reason I, I started looking at this, too, was also the um, sharing the iCloud storage space. Uh, because for reasons that I can go into a little bit, like I wanted, I was considering getting up to the two terabytes. And I was like, well, if I'm going to upgrade to two terabytes, I should get one. I should get the the bundle because it will be cheaper at that point. Um, yeah. But I was like, well, I, then I can share it with her. It's like, oh, now I've got you know, the family situation. So, woo, a lot yeah. of stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah, this is why nobody should ever have a family, is my feeling. <laughs> Smart. 
One of the things that came up earlier today, as somebody mentioned this in the incomparable Slack, was that they were trying to play some music and couldn't because like the iTunes registration server was down oh, or yeah. something like that. Right. And I and I and I logged in and it, and by the time I tried it, it was um it was slow, but it did actually it did eventually and it made me log in again. Like I tried to play a, um, a song on my laptop and I don't have my whole music library downloaded to my, my laptop, but I do download a lot of things to my phone just because I have the room now. And I, I also know that this has happened to me before where I've been like, oh, I'd like to listen to some music. And I think and it's like, oh, you have to log on. And I'm like. Okay, and you and try to log on, and it doesn't either doesn't go. Or the few times, you know, a few times when I've been in Vermont to see my brother's family, we've not had cell service, and it will not log on, and so yeah. it will not play your music. <laughs> That's so annoying. I, I I ran into a similar issue, John, which is I was walking down to the the donut shop the other day to buy a couple donuts for us on Sunday morning, and I was like, oh, I'll listen to music on the way down, and I would listen, and it would suddenly pause. I'm like, what is going on? Is it like the network connection? It started again and would pause again. What I, I realized, my wife was listening to music on the Sonos hooked up to Apple Music. And because I have the individual plan, you can only do it one device at a time, <laughs> which is dumb. So the two of you are getting like, <laughs> yeah, tug of like war, five seconds of a song each. But like the day it was, that I had to switch to it, Apple family plan for yeah. music. I, I remember it well. I mean, but what was bananas about that to me was even stuff that was nominally in my library like it still would just pause and i'm like but i own this like yeah and so right, the right. workaround for me was like stuff that was downloaded i f- i just put it in airplane mode for like the 10 minute well, walk and it and works that was the thing that was super that was the thing dumb. that was super galling was that i'm well, i'm not sure if it was on the laptop maybe it wasn't on the laptop but it was a song that i had purchased like i had this like you know the cd is probably in a box right, right. Here, so exactly i own like, this these are my come bits on. <laughs> Yeah, I think this might be Apple's punishment for downloading Ted Lasso. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long revenge, but it's uh, listen, listen. I am doing the Lord's work making these gifts, <laughs> and if they didn't like it, they wouldn't literally like it on Twitter. So I think <laughs> gifts, <laughs> gifts are life. You guys ready to do picks or not? Exactly. Yet? Yeah. I mean, I, I've now had I've now had uh, Danny uh, Rojas and um, Roy Kent like. Uh, just the so most you know, episode of Ted Lasso, that gifts. was the season finale, right? No, it's no. not the season finale. There are ten episodes. I, I no, there's it was the two finale. more, right? There are ten episodes. Okay. There's two yep. more episodes. Yep. Thank God. Uh, yeah. uh, you also know those are not real people, right, John? When you say, <laughs> "Or I can't favor your seat," he's a character on a TV show. I, can't, I couldn't. I didn't know the the actors' names. I couldn't remember the actors' names. Before we get to picks, I, I know the characters' names. I know two characters' names on that show. One because it's in the title, and two because you guys yelled at me when I didn't know it last time. So Coach I got Beard? two characters' names down. Yes. <laughs> Which one was that? Beard? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, and I guess I know Nate the Great. So I'm up to three. This, this is great for me. You don't know Roy or Jamie or Sam or <laughs> Rebecca I know or Keely? when I'm watching it, but afterwards, no. This, But this is my problem in, in all fiction consumption. Like, I can read a book and I say, well, the one guy said to the other guy. Like, I, what about I don't the remember sisters? names in fiction. I can't handle it. You barely remember our names, locks. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Before we get to picks, and it's maybe pick adjacent, because uh, I mentioned. <laughs> I'll pick adjacent. Snell. <laughs> uh, why do I even try? I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> because I bought a house, uh, I decided to invest in some smart tech for the house, even though I'm not moved into the house yet. And one of them was. Oh, I you bought... should get Eufy cameras. I did get Eufy cameras. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Amazing. I know. It's like it's like we're connected. It's like you knew that already. I'm looking at the cameras right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's looking you know, he's looking at the image through the I got a notification camera. right as you said that it was very creepy it was not from the cameras though <laughs> so i bought these because they were the ones they don't have a cloud service they store everything locally and they work with the HomeKit secure video and they were pretty affordable and they had good battery life and they mostly seem pretty good although the HomeKit integration i think is just a little wonky because one of them i can set up some of the features like the activity zones where you can say like only pay attention to motion in this area and the other one's like no nah, i don't think those exist <laughs> like this should work why does one work and not one not work but what else the other thing i learned and this ties back in the bundle thing is that you can only have one camera on the 200 gigabyte icloud plan oh wow even though it doesn't store uh, data in the cloud that makes no sense you need a supported iCloud plan, and I thought that was really weird, and I don't understand uh, it. That is weird. So, I, Dan and I talked about this before he made the purchase, but I own uh, cameras that Molt would never get, but I own Blink cameras, which is one of multiple companies that Amazon owns in this space. Um, and the Blink cameras are indoor, outdoor cameras. They use regular batteries. They last for a really long time. I can't even tell you how long I've had them up, and they just work. You have to have a hub for it that they is part of the, you know, the box you buy initially, and it's all cloud storage on their service and it's got plenty of storage like i can go back weeks and i <laughs> i don't need that but so i get can amazon it works. they do they yeah. need it though it works well i'm i'm happy with it uh because it doesn't have any of those weird limitations i don't have to pay for a storage point or anything it's just like you got it and it's there but what's so frustrating is that they are you know the anti-apple in every way and you know, I also have the Ring doorbell, so Amazon can see who's coming to my house. And both things are owned by Amazon, but the apps have no awareness of each other. Is it weird when an Amazon delivery person like comes up to your door and the Amazon camera recognizes them? Like, is that like an awkward moment of like, oh? What's hey. weird is when you hear Bezos's voice through my doorbell going, "You were supposed to deliver this package seven minutes ago," and then like <laughs> the guy slinks away. It's bad. What's it's weirder bad. is when it just lets them into the house because it's like, oh, hey, Jim, thanks for delivering the package. <laughs> yeah, and then it unlocks the door for him. Well, I, yeah. While we're talking about smart home devices i have wemo light switches which i have and i say have loved greatly and i oh. i put them in various areas of my house and they have worked great and then at some point <laughs> in the past couple months wemo made a change to how their app authenticates and they're like you yes. need to have a new kind of wemo account yep and it was supposed to ingest all of my stuff and instead like i think that, i don't know if their service got overwhelmed or what but like it got totally fucked like the day oh, that i tried to do it it really booted me broken. out over and over again it sounds like dan has this problem too yep. but i now have two devices that are not online and they're like you got to reconnect them and like they still work as switches but they're no longer why i paid for these more expensive switches so that i could use them through echo devices in my phone or whatever else and like you got to repair them and to repair them, I have to show a code. And to show that code, I have to take the fucking switches out, which I have been avoiding for weeks because oh it makes God. me angry every time I think about doing it. Like, I got to get a goddamn screwdriver out, and it makes me so <laughs> mad. Like, so I, I don't have switches, but I have the ones that just plug in, the smart plugs. And yeah. I had the same problem where it's like I hadn't used one for a long time. And I was like, oh, I'll pull it out, and I'll put it over at the new house to, like, keep a light on at random hours. And so... Yeah. I went to install it, and it's like, oh, it's not home, you guys. He's faking it. <laughs> I may or may not be. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I just had it set up. I, I tried to set it up, and it would not find it. And it, it would also try to like. I have for months. I have had a thing where in HomeKit, it's like, oh, you have an update available for this plug, and it's not plugged in. So I didn't update it because it's like I'm not using it right now. And then the update thing would just fail. And I eventually figured out that HomeKit when they they did something in the last update or two where essentially it tries to prevent malware by having like a whitelist of like things that your smart home tech can connect to. 
And for some reason, that was blocking the firmware update. So I found a way in HomeKit, if you dig really deep in the settings, you can say, just let it access any server. And then it found the fucking update. And I'm like, well, this is exactly how this is not supposed to work, which is block you from getting your legit firmware updates because it thinks it's malware. Well, I'm putting on my calendar for this Saturday. I'm going to just take the fucking time to fix my switches because they make me angry and they also blink to tell me that oh, they're not the online worst. and i'm well aware that you're not online you pieces of shit but and making just, the account for it is also just terrible that you have yes, to account. The whole, so they, bad i'm sure they beta tested it or they qa'd it or something but boy did they screw the pooch on that one i cannot believe how badly they did. Guys, i currently do not you guys are them. such a great ad for buying more home automation products <laughs> yeah get wemo it pisses yeah. you off <laughs> It used to. I would like so. It used to work really well, and then they decided. Yeah. Well, but Let's that's just the problem, right? That's the fucking problem. Is like, and it seems like this is exactly what's going to happen every single time. You're, it's going to work for a while, and then suddenly it's not going to work, and for reasons that are completely incomprehensible. And if they're and if they're understandable, they're going to be stupid. It's like the iMovie of light switches. I mean, I think you just described all technology, though. <laughs> That's why I'm getting rid of everything. I would yeah. never do that. Man, this podcast is going to be way harder when he's recording stuff on <laughs> wax cylinders again. <laughs> it's going to be all picks because he's not going to have any technology to talk about. Are we doing picks? Uh, I think we're out of time for picks, guys, next week. Okay. Hold all on. right. <laughs> Bonus episode, though. So pay up if you want those picks, people. 